Yesterday, the provincial ombudsman announced an investigation into the Ford government's handling of COVID-19 in nursing. This comes following, of course, the military report that highlighted serious issues within those homes. Ontario's nursing homes have sadly seen nearly 1,700 residents die due to the coronavirus. And the Premier, Doug Ford, says he welcomes the investigation from the ombudsman. Let's welcome in Laura Tamblin-Watts, CEO of CanAge, who joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Laura, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Appreciate your time as always. Are the ombudsman to investigate the government's handling of long-term care, in your estimation, is this a positive step forward? It is a positive step forward. We do have to know what did work, what didn't work, and how we can make sure that we learn from these experiences. We've had a significant loss of life in Ontario, and we know that you know we have lessons to learn. So this review is a welcome one. All right, but it's looking at how the government handled COVID-19 in long-term care facilities rather than the facilities themselves, or are we really getting to the, the root of the problem, do you think? I think we need to have both of these aspects. So the government has promised a commission. We at CanAge would like an inquiry with the ability to compel evidence. But at least what they've said is they'll do a review. So this is, if you will, the companion piece to that. This is the review of the ombudsman for how the government made its decisions. And again, it doesn't need to be a catch-up kind of situation. We know that some governments made different responses. British Columbia, as an example, moves much more quickly, and as a result, their curve is much flatter. So I think it's a welcome opportunity to learn. All right. What about those that are worried that this is just more government bureaucracy? You mentioned timing and moving uh, quickly. I mean, is an ombudsman investigation going to be quick enough getting into long-term care where lives have literally been at stake during the COVID crisis? And, of course, nobody likes the way uh, our seniors have been treated in some of these homes. I really think it's kind of three things that we need to do. So we've talked about the the commission, which, again, we would prefer an inquiry, and that's that digging deep at a public level to find out what went wrong and what went right. The ombudsman in that inquiry will be a review that really looks at how the government works. We don't need either of these things to make positive changes right now for what we already know that we need to do in long-term care. We need to fix staffing. We need to fix infrastructure, we need to move away from the medical model, and we need to improve infection control. So none of those have to wait. What we at CanAge will want to make sure is we do get the robust commissions and reviews, but that we shouldn't wait to do what we know that can already benefit people right now. All right, benefiting people right now. In your estimation, what is the biggest thing that needs to change? What could we change that would have the biggest impact, do you think? you could improve staffing immediately. It really is a dollars and cents question. And we can make sure also that staff who are in long-term care, and for that matter, home care, get paid equitably to what their colleagues get paid in acute care settings. So we pay people less money the farther we go away from an acute care setting like a hospital. It makes no sense. Other countries don't do that. I don't know why we do that. So step one, pay people equitably. Step two, make sure that we have more staff on the floor. I mean, that's a matter that we can change tomorrow. All right. The uh, government as well, I wanted to ask you, the government, the provincial government, will not tell us which long-term care facilities have been deemed green, yellow, or red. Red obviously being the uh, most uh, serious uh, cases in LTC. Do the residents of Ontario, Laura, do they deserve to know this information? Yes, 
they do deserve to know this information. The reason why we have public information is that we can make decisions based on what the risk profile is. And I, I heard the Premier and I understand and empathize that these are very mobile situations and that things may be changing even daily. That's fine. That's why we have modern information to allow people to understand what's happening and what's changing. They're not theoretical concepts. We're dealing with people's lives and family members may decide to make choices like see if they can manage care at home if things are looking dire. Or they may make sure that they get whatever resources they need and help and support the home. So on the whole, the information should be public. What is the hesitation on behalf of government, do you think, Laura? Because I think this is almost akin to a way, a pre-pandemic, when we'd all go to restaurants, some that had a health violation didn't get the green in the window. The public had a right to know. The public knew about that. Why is it not the same when it comes to long-term care? When it comes to long-term care, the inspections are made public, going back to about 2010. And so people can go online and generally get the information about inspections. So this is quite a departure from what previous governments have done. They have previously made inspections at least available. By contrast, in Manitoba, there's no information even about inspections generally available to people. So we've done a good job in making sure that information is generally transparent. It makes no sense to make it less transparent when the risks are higher. All right, there's also reports this afternoon that the Ontario government, Laura, has taken over the management of an eighth long-term care home, and the NDP is now calling for the government to take over all facilities that are coded red or deemed a red. Should that happen? They should certainly be looking at that as an option. Of course, it will depend on a, on a basis about why they're red. So if they're red because they don't have enough staff and you can get staff in, do they need to take care of the entire home? Well, probably not. If they are red because management is really not functioning well and they need help and support, then that's a different question. So I think what it should say is it's a big flag. It should obviously put... Uh, focus on whether or not those homes do need to have a review and maybe support like being taken over or whether it's just a cry for help and we need to make sure that they get to the top of the list for the supports that they need. Finally, does long-term care, does it just need to at the end of the day, do you think, fall under public health that we no longer need private long-term care facilities? It's such a difficult question to ask. I mean, certainly there's a compelling desire to say, of course, it needs to be part of our public health system. The problem is we didn't do that, you know, decades ago. And right now in Ontario, 60% of long-term care home beds are private. And it would be very challenging to easily flip that over out of private into public. Any decision based on that really has to have a great deal of thought, and to make sure that we're not cutting beds at a time where we need to expand them. So at CanAge, what we are calling for are clear standards of quality care and to make sure that the licensing and approval of those facilities is also tied to funding. So to make sure that they actually have teeth. But whether or not it needs to be just public, that's a bigger question and an important one to ask. Laura Tamblin-Watts, CEO of CanAge. Laura, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you.